welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Bam! Those emotions slapping you in the face. The tears were had in another emotionally driven makeover challenge in Spain. But who painted on a beautiful face for their ticket to the finale? It's time to discuss all things Drag Race España 2. And joining me to do so is Medico Carne. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me. I, of course. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Um, wow, this was a, a, a very serious emotional episode. It was, yeah. It kind of reminded me of, I think it was Drag Race Canada that did like that, that rainbow. Um, yeah, the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sort of gave me the same vibe. It was very, it was very nice. Very, very Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear these stories and, and realize some of us come from a little bit of gay privilege. Yes, correct. Yeah. And by some of us, most of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, it was a really special episode. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm a little shocked by some of the results of this episode. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. Um, shock is an understatement to me. I, I, um, yeah, I, I like Drag Race España because it's very heartwarming. It's they're very all kind across the board. Yeah, but then you get to these episodes, and I'm like, this is probably why we got to where we are now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, we're doing the Drag Race Holland thing. We we're like, okay, everyone gets a participation trophy. Congrats. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, not, not, not how we work. But I guess in the franchise now, no one goes home for anything. So, <laughs> Listen, USA made the mark on that. So there you go. Yeah, they did. Well, how are you enjoying the season overall? It's good. I One of the things, my favorite things about this is in España is just like, the raw talent when they're really like yeah. able to like show what they can do they do it really well yeah i mean i still have flashbacks and the whole like talent show episode leaves lives rent free in my head constantly mm-hmm. um i used to, to escape from when the when my students are being annoying but that whole episode itself is just like top tier drag race for me absolutely now when you watch it do you watch it in english or spanish i watch it in spanish Good for you. I, I obviously don't speak Spanish. Um, and yeah, some of these subtitles, very, very questionable. Yeah, they are. But then I got to like the roast episode yesterday and Estrella was like roasting and I could not understand anything. She was great. <laughs> so I had to have subtitles and everything for it. Yeah. A dear friend of the podcast, uh, Amanda Massacre was like, I don't know if uh, uh, Alexis Mateo is going to be able to understand any of them or they're going to understand her. <laughs> I was like, why? She's like, because there's like different types of Spanish. She's like, oh, yep. I had no clue. But we'll get to Alexis Mateo in a little bit. I enjoyed her. She was good. All right. Well, it's after the elimination. The emotions are flowing. It's one thing after another on this show. Jurigi is gone and Venedita is sad. Jurigi's message is in French and Venedita can barely read it, but she was better than me because I know zero French. (laughs) I get ready for Drag Race France because that was going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Marina says that she likes Jurigi and anything that happened on the show was due to the tension and nerves. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, I just don't think they like each other. (laughs) You know, they're going to say what they're going to say in order for them to get booked again together. Exactly. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They're all excited that they are the top four and they feel incredible. The non-lip-syncing three tell Venedita they were both incredible in lip-sync. They were gagged when Jurigi did her hair reveal. Um, I guess when you're a look queen, you don't really do hair reveals like that so often. Nope. And finally, a round of applause for Marina, who finally won something. She's happy because she's reaping the benefits of her hard work. 
They're all close to the finale and they all have their eyes on the prize, but Marina is ready to make it to the end. And I was sitting here being like, nah, girl, you're not doing that. And I was like, <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, because they, they sometimes the surprise is where that one person wins the end or wins like the last, almost the last episode. And then they win more. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, me either. Me either. Given the circumstances of the lip syncing and how it turned out, I was not expecting any of this at all. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, it's a new day, and we have a bit of a cultural entrance this week, but it went over my head, as I still don't know the variations of dialects of Spain. Um, I suppose all who remain, as they said on the subtitles, all speak Catalan, um, or again, that's what the subtitles said to me. Yes. Do you know the different dialects and, and, and how to tell them apart? No, I do not. I whenever I saw her at the Catalan, I was like, I have no clue what that is. Yeah, so. that's how I still am with um, the UK. When I'm like, I can't tell you where they're from based on their dialect, <laughs> but they all sound different. Correct. <laughs> now, they are our only four left. There used to be a lot of screaming and laughing, but now they're just exhausted. And I get that. Drag Race is exhausting. Oh my god. The discussion is exhausting. <laughs> Team. Discussion turns to who has a ticket to the finale, and Venedita is confident she'll be there. But they all agree that Sharon will, without a doubt, be in the finale. She's got a VIP pass. Um, I would like to change it from VIP pass to the Carmen Ferrala pass, where basically you show up and they're like, "Here you go. Here's the finale. Good luck." Yeah. Yeah, the Simone, the Simone has. Yeah, she's yeah. Always, she already from the very get go had it. Yeah, we knew, we knew Sharon was going mm-hmm. through to the end, but Sharon says anything can happen. Still, but she's worried that they all have a very high expectation for her. But anything can happen. Marina finds them all to be tough competition, so it will depend on the challenge and the moment. The alarm blares, and it's time to find out what's in store. Without any discussion of what's to come, Supreme just tells them they have five minutes to get into drag. If someone said. You have five minutes to get into drag. What would you do? I'd quit. I'd quit. <laughs> uh, five minutes? No, uh, I think Estrella said it correct. Like they gave her like 30, 15, 10, and five minutes. What are you going to put on five minutes? Literally. Nothing. Um, you're not. You put you're gonna, a little lip on and. A little. Gosh. Yeah. You're not even going to line it. Maybe it may be a dress yep. on, but. I did. I did like that shirt that um I forgot. I think it was Sharon who wore it. That was like, I only accept apologies in hard cash. I was like, I want that. <laughs> yeah. I want that. Well, Treya says they get less and less time to perform a miracle. And yeah, they're going to need a lot of help here. But Supreme says there is no fun adventure without risk. And well, this final mini challenge is risk and a fear. <laughs> the pit crew arrives with some covered cases um, and um, underwear with feathers on their crotches. Choices. Literally choices. Now, I'm not a feather person. I j- just, it gets everywhere. It just falls. Why would someone design underwear with feathers right on the crotch? I don't know. I, I've never heard of like a, uh, a fetish for feathers. So I don't even know. Like, I don't know any layers to that. I think they wanted to do fashion and um, it turned out to be that. Yeah. Choices, as you said. Yeah. Well, in this mini challenge, they'll be playing the urns of mystery and I'm out. I don't put my hand in things. Period. <laughs> We're done. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, they're going to have to guess what's inside each box without looking. And of course we and their sisters get to see what's inside and they're going to get to play with each other's minds, which is the fun part. That's the fun part. Cause you get to like really decide how that you're going to do that. Yes. Uh, how, how would you do in this challenge? I, I am the kind of person that I will, if I watch somebody do it first, I time them in my mind. I'm like, okay, that only took 10 seconds. That's only 10 seconds of my life. So I'm just going to do it and get out. <laughs> do it and get out. I have, so you have no know. fear. You have no fear of what you're putting your hand into. Oh no, I, I have a lot of fear. I just need to know that it's going to start and it's going to end. And that's fair. It. That's yeah. fair. Um, Marina is convinced it's going to be bugs. She's not here for it. Um, but again, as you mentioned, whoever takes the least time will win. Um, if there was one phobia that they threw in here for you, which one, what would it be? Uh, spiders, tarantulas. Spiders. All right. Yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I'm not a fan of spiders either. I cry. Um, Sharon gets earned number three. Vanadita gets four. Australia gets one. Marina will get two. Why does it matter? Because I don't know. They didn't even do it in that order. <laughs> um, but Australia goes first. And well, we're going to get to see some stinky ass eggs. Disgusting. I would be gagging too. Um, I don't like like deviled eggs or hard boiled eggs. It's disgusting. 
I love me some deviled eggs. I love it. Really? Oh, yeah, 100%. I would go ham at the snack table that had deviled eggs. But if you told me to, like, stick my hand and smell it, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, no pass. Uh, she gets it in nine seconds, and then she's about to puke. Um, <laughs> have we seen anyone ever puke on Drag Race before? Um, Willem? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Benedita is next, and well, her box has a fake penis and fake pubes, and she knows exactly what it is, but she's so excited by it, she does it in 10 seconds. But she's going to keep the dildo. Well, yeah, she she got the dildo, but she didn't say pubes, and I feel like that's kind of a little bit unfair, especially considering the pubes fell off, but... True, true. Now we have Marina, and she is scared of everything, uh, but she's going to get jello. I don't mind Jello. I don't know if I want to put my hand in Jello, but um, the the funny part here is we're already ten seconds in. We're twenty seconds in, and she hasn't even put her hand in. Just do it. Just get it over with. Literally, Supreme has to dip her hand in, and it's just Jello. Um, I will say, I wish we had a tie into season fourteen, and someone had to put their hand in chocolate, and then they just say it's chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> finally we have sharon and if this season is not rigged for her i don't know what is <laughs> but her box has a ball head of a pit crew and she did freak out when the head moved but um if Venetita got to take the dildo home does sharon get to take home the pit crew i mean he responded to her trying to lick him so yeah i listen would. listen the fastest time goes to Australia. who wins the challenge and a photo shoot good for her cool yeah, we all love the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to learn for this Maxi Challenge. Supreme reveals that it's going to be a makeover. Um, Sharon loves the challenge, but scares her at the same time. This season, the people they'll be making over are members of the Foundation December 26th, a senior LGBTQ plus organization. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. It, it, again, reminds me of like whenever they had the senior, um, what was it? Who was the day? The- yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave made a comeback on Drag I Race know. this week. Oh my God, Judy is still alive. <laughs> it is so good. I watched it this morning again. It's, it, it really is. If the whole segment wasn't twenty six minutes on YouTube, I think I'd watch it. Like, just give me, give me the Judy part. That's all I want. <laughs> yes. All right. Sharon is a huge fan of the Golden Girls, so she was ready to do a Golden Girls makeover. Uh, we learned that Federico is the president of the group, uh, but they all know him as Antonia. Um, I love that. It was really cute. I like that. Yeah, I love that they all already have like drag names or girl mm-hmm. names and old people. They're so cute. Yeah. Somehow. Oh my God. They're so comfortable. Supreme shares that the organization offers opportunities to members of the community who are a little older and might feel excluded. They are here to support them. I felt a little attacked as I feel excluded and I am a little older than most people um so where is this in america maybe i should start it we don't care for our elderly as much as everybody else does nope and by elderly in the gay community we mean 35 and up 35 and up yeah <laughs> jump almost there uh live in the dream, wait to retire. The dream. i know right <laughs> so Venedita finds this very cool and important as she thinks there is a void when it comes to older people in the lgbtq plus community she shares that when she is older she hopes to be running a cabaret and living together with her friends in Benedorm. Would you ever want to live with your gay friends in a house and then run a cabaret or a theater or a drag house? Absolutely not. No. Same. I was no, like, that absolutely. sounds bad. That sounds like hell, personally, for me. I'm the kind of girl that as soon as the gig is over, I'm like walking out the door. I sometimes <laughs> walk out for getting my check. I, I want to go home. That's uh, my energy is spent. Now, if you are a fan of drag queens living together, we all heard the rumor yesterday about uh, RuPaul's big mother. I don't know how true it is. I've, I, I do not believe it can be true simply because the name is so Paramount and CBS related. And this uh-huh. is going to be on Netflix. I don't see how they would allow this to happen. But if it is true, oh, oh I, will be, I will be recapping it all. I love Big Brother, so... <laughs> Bitch, it's gonna well, happen. Well, it's supposed to be on twenty four seven, which is I I, I don't watch uh-huh. it, so That's I don't know how that works. Oh, I I am that bitch who watches the live feeds all day long. Oh it's weird, but I love it. 
I used to I work it. at a, at a restaurant in Georgia. So down South. And there was literally an older couple that would come in with their iPad, put on big brother and just like sit down and like <laughs> have their lunch and then leave. It's so interesting. Are, you, are we sure it wasn't me? Could have been me. Could have been me. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> literally there are times when like the feeds are down because they're doing a challenge or whatever. And they'll have like a puppy cam or a kitty cam. <laughs> and I'll watch that too. It's perfect. It's so mind numbing. And this is exactly <laughs> what happens when you're a single. <laughs> oh my god uh well our other gentlemen joining them are Eno, aka innocente but we learned that he and federico are husbands mm-hmm. uh but he is one of the founders of the organization manuel de Teresa is a volunteer of the organization and last but certainly not least is petro velvarde a famous spanish fashion designer they all knew who that man was oh no they were gagged i had to look it as up. i same i was like oh you like is he like Christian Siriano level? Like what? Where is he in the famous of, of fashion world? No clue, but they all seem to be very interested and very happy. So, mm-hmm. well, they're honored that he's here, and we learned that from Benedita that he dressed in Fonte Elena, aka the Duchess of Lugo, for her wedding. Um, it's a fine dress. I'm not gonna lie; it's not that cute. I didn't see it. I just sort of googled his name, and then things came up, and I was like, oh, okay. Now, Australia is responsible for assigning the pairs. She knows there's a lot of pressure, but for herself, just because the name she's se- selecting Manuel de Teresa, uh, Marina would be paired with Antonio, Antonia E.K. Federico. Venedita will get Eno, who will now go by Consuela because I lost the plot here. And Ceron is finally paired with Petro. Um, who would you want to work with? I think Petro. Yeah, he seemed to be yes. most fun. Yeah, he seems the most fun. Um, but I also feel like if I can, I would like try to like guide him to like, hey, so like, what should I make? Like, am I yeah. allowed to ask him questions? Oh, probably. And you could be like, hey, how do I do this? And right. Yeah. He may not be able to touch the sewing machine, but he can sure help you out and guide you. Correct. That's what I want. Now, Sharon is worried about uh, making gown for someone who has designed for royalty. What is she going to make? But now it's time for Supreme to reveal the guest judge, and it is the one, the only, bam, herself, Alexis Mateo. Good for Are her. you a Alexis Mateo fan? I am an Alexis Mateo fan. I was rooting for her. We were all rooting for her. Where are we on All Stars 5? I wasn't. She was Oh, my nasty. God, I was. I was always a stan. She was so nasty. Most of it has to do with her being um, Latina in Spanish. And, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't get a chance to talk to her, unfortunately, at DragCon. Uh, I thought she would be there Sunday and because I, I wanted to be like, oh, my God, it's officially revealed. Let's talk about it. She wasn't there on Sunday. so. Oh. But I got to talk uh, to Jessica Wilde, who made her opinions known Ooh. that maybe, maybe not. She would love to do this gig, too. Okay. We'll she, see. she loves the series. so. <laughs> but to describe... Alexis Mateo, Venedita is going to call her a super tropical cockatoo. And she's not wrong. Um, she definitely dresses like one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if her attitude matches or like her. I'm not her attitude, but her sort of like character itself. Yeah. She's yeah. loud. She's boisterous. She's fun. Mm-hmm. Marina thinks the teams are even and it should not be hard for any of them to do this challenge. They're going to split up and begin discussing their concepts and learn a little bit about each other. Um, and now just honestly, listeners, just take out the tissues because it's going to be the rest of the episode that like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Venedita tells the now new named Consuelo that she wants to know his story about the foundation. And Consuelo says he had a normal childhood, no problems at school or bullying because he was gay. He didn't have a problem with the word fag or medicon as they use. He says he came from the time of medicon. He feels it fits him better than gay. And I have to say. I know it's a cultural thing, but that was really fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, it must resonate with you a little bit. It does. Yes. Yeah. I, I my, my, my name is Maricon, obviously. Um, and I use it more of like a, like a, like a, a power imbalance. I want to make sure I empower the word. And if people are going to call me a yeah. Mexican faggot, I want them to give me money for it, too. Um, there it is. It's more like identifying like a queer versus gay and some aspects. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because again, like the, the direct translation is closer to fag, and mm-hmm. and we we know in this country you call someone a fag, it's it, it's over. Like <laughs> it, it, it it resonates poorly, um, or people gonna slap the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've only been called fag once in my my life, and it 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 hurt, it hit me hard. It does. Uh, lucky you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Lower East Side, New York. Uh huh. <laughs> that was fun. Um, well, he shares that he's had more problems as he was older and sharing his identity, going out and being seen. Venedita is surprised and feels like we haven't finished progressing the way we should have by now. His family has taken it great and they seem to see him happy. Being with Federico has been great and they've been looking after it said his grandparents. I'm not sure if it actually was his grandparents for eight years because his mother has Parkinson's. I was just like, mathematically, how is this working out? How old are his grandparents? Like 200? I don't don't know. They gotta be old. Yeah, neither do I. Venedita says her family has always supported her so she's known what it like it's like to be one of the lucky ones she tells him that they're going to be gorgeous he is very excited and he's even practiced wearing dresses and heels in the house oh and i was like i could see those two just on a sunday just putting on the caftans and heels and just like lounging eating chorizo and manchego and sipping sangria and i'm like not not what you want out of life like i yeah that's what i want in a partner so listeners uh-huh. if there is a man out there who wants that that life i'll do it uh-huh. Right now. Let's do it. Right now. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Veredita feels very relaxed with Consuelo because he takes over and is like a real queen, which means ha, 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 it's time for pasties. They're coming out. They're going on the body. Um, and I was like, shake my head. Make sure you please do, do a little trimming before we put those on. And <laughs> now we're going to have Marina talk with Antonio. Antonia has a moment where he says he's with someone right now who's non-binary and this was a great generational moment. Yeah. It's crazy to think that there is part of a generation that doesn't know what non-binary is because just to be gay was a step. Yes. A huge one. And they have to have to now learn like, now they're like at the point of their life where they're like relaxed and they're finally able to like just be themselves and again lounge around and and uh and dresses but now they have to like learn so much more because they were fighting so much ahead of the time that whenever they sit down everything comes to them and they have to learn all these terms yeah. all these references so yeah i think it's really cool and listen if there are people who are still learning and trying to adapt that's okay mm-hmm. we're all on the same page we're all in this together but yeah, this was a really special moment here. Um, Marina shares that her drag is very much like that, and she won't be making him very feminine or fishy. It's going to be fun and gender bending. Um, remember that when we start critiquing the look. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. She's thinking that they won't bury themselves in fabric as it's more about being beautiful and having fun. Again, remember that when we critique yeah. the look. Yep. Antonia reveals he loves seeing young people wherever they fall, expressing themselves, even when people have lashed out and try to stop them from doing so. Marina finds it a shame when people are forced to live such colorless lives when they were young. It's such an important time to have fun and discover the world and love those around you. Antonio shares that there was a time when the law meant you could be put in jail for being gay. It was a law against social danger, and that's kind of scary. It still happens across the world. So, like, I mean, it is very scary. I, um, it's going to eventually change, but it's going to take a really long time for it. Yeah, and it's still going to take us all to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's our turn. Now that now the older generation gets to relax while we will pick up the, the the bats and the hammers and the signs. There it is. For Marina, having people who are like them, who have opened doors and fought, is truly admirable. And now we're going to learn about Petro, who reveals that when he came to Madrid in 1974, it was during the boom and the dictator was still alive. Uh, he made outfits for many men who did drag, including Sarah Montiel, who I don't know who that is, but it was apparently a impersonator of some sort. No um, when he made the dress for Elena, he says it was the first royal wedding in 100 years in Spain. Um, I don't know Spanish history, but this show is making me want to learn about it. Well, you know, I recently found out I'm 30% Spaniard, um, and this show is one of the reasons I watch it more, but it's really making me want to dig into what that means. Um, as far as, like, colonialism, like, I don't want to know about my colonizer side, but it's, <laughs> it's a part of my history. Yeah. Sharon wants to try a dress, but sewing in front of Petro is going to, you know, put her in a tough spot. Yes. Australia now will tell her partner that they will be beautiful, but they have to come and have fun. 
So what is she going to do to have fun? She's making bubble guns. Why not, right? It's important to have fun. If she has to lip sync, she has to lip sync. At least they had a good time. We're going to see Manuel is in chunky heels trying out his walk and he just runs and jumps and he's doing it. He's doing fine. Antonia, meanwhile, needs a shoehorn because she can't get into those fucking things. <laughs> Petro is literally leaning on Sharon while in heels and Benedita is legit about to craft something and she only has fabric and no prior looks. And this is when I say, how many seasons of this television program have there been that you didn't bring anything with you? Way too fucking many, which makes me question, like, what can you bring? I remember Bob the Drag Queen was the first girl to, like, pull out, like, patterns and, like, really yeah. televise, like, I have patterns. Like, why wouldn't you have patterns? And so now I'm interested in, like, what else can the girls bring? Like, she brought that fabric. We're allowed, we're, yeah. They're allowed to bring, fab bring fabric now. That's that's interesting. Yeah, because I think Drag Race Holland 2, um, My Little Pony had fabric to create uh, for the makeover look. So they might be like, okay, you can have bring something for your makeover looks, or maybe she had one of the looks and brought the fabric with her to, I don't know. Yeah. But one day, one day someone's going to leak me the entire rule book and I'm going to be able to do an entire podcast about it. <laughs> I've so, looked on Reddit. I have. I know. Oh, it I <laughs> one, one day, one day. I was very close once to getting access to it. Like, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know the magic. I do. I want every single spoiler. I would like to know. The only thing I did here is like what the um the, the daily like episode stipend in is like for what you put these bitches through. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And how quickly the episodes turn around when it's like exactly oh, no. Uh -uh. All right. Venadita is going to need some time to pattern from scratch and cut and sew, but it's time to be confident. Now, Australia is nervous. They will be impressed with Venedita because she is sewing something while she is using something she brought from home and half prepared. And I say, um, burn it! Honestly, like, if you're bringing it from home, it better be, like, the best thing you have at home. Like, this, Absolutely. Like, this is what you're bringing because you chose it for this specific. This is, and it's always, like, the, the, almost at the end of the episode. So this shit better be good. Exactly. Now, Marina is going to prove that she might be a little dumb because she thinks that her belts are going to fit on her partners. And I was like, in what world, you twig? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's like me trying to put on a kid size belt. It's not going to work. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Antonia, just give her a girl. That's what she wants. <laughs> Now, Sharon puts a wig on Petro and transforms him into Antonio Flores. Google him. It'll make sense. Um, Spanish pop star. It'll, it'll, the look makes sense. Okay, okay. I have to. Now, Consuelo is in a full robe, living his fantasy, twirling for the gods, and Marina is trying breastplate on Antonio and choices. But honestly, just the amount of fun these eight people were having in this workroom. Yeah, and that's what I watch España for. They're yeah. all just really having fun and really happy to be there. Now, suddenly we're going to hear the sounds of happy birthday and Supreme and Anna arrive with a cake. We learn on this day of filming, it is not only Britney Spears's birthday, <laughs> it's Estrella and Petro's. Two birthdays. How do they plan that? That was good timing. I really um, felt seen when Estrella was like, oh my God, they're singing happy birthday to only me. Just me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a me moment. Do you share a birthday with people? Do you hate that? And actually, I don't share a birthday with people. I share my birthday with the presidential inauguration. So every four years I have to share my birthday. That's yeah. That's and it just so happened. My big first milestone birthday when I turned 30 uh, was on Trump's inauguration. So that sucked. Yeah. I didn't get to um, have a good 30th birthday. Thanks Donald. Oh, well, at least you weren't at Trump's inauguration sitting, watch, standing there watching it all happen. Yeah. It was a choice I made back in. Why? I had a boyfriend who had like, Oh, he was like, Hillary's going to win. I got tickets. We should go. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And it was the most uncomfortable shit ever. Like, I've always been hate, close to hate crime. I've never been that close to being hate crime for just anything. Oh, my God. I would have just sat there, stood there, and sobbed. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was very Ooh. interesting. Well, Estrella's going to learn. She's a bit embarrassed, realizing she's sharing her birthday. Uh, what a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Anna is very excited to see her friend Petrov, but Sharon is just shocked that Anna knows there's a workroom in this building. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> she 
she's such an interesting human i would love to just get a drink with her and be like what goes on in your brain what kind of hair am i gonna have next season i don't know literally now everyone's gonna get some sugar get back to work but manuel and estrella are gonna work as supreme and anna come by and estrella knows that manuel is a cross dresser he can see it um how does she know because the man came in in leopard print and sequins yep choices Mm -hmm. Estrella is thinking they're going to do two jumpsuits one out of lycra it's going to be pink tiger print they're just going to have a good time and Anna shares that what she's looking for is a silhouette has to be perfect it's all asking a lot girl yeah Supreme is asking what their relationship is going to be and Estrella is like we're going to be space warriors and Supreme's like I want you in the finale why are you making this difficult for me I feel like she went into this episode be like, you know, I'm going to be in the finale regardless of what happens. I can be yeah. going to have fun. I, 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 and then she had fun. Yeah. Supreme's like, literally, uh, think of a story just in case. Just, just, just. <laughs> Petro is already feeling the fantasy of Sharon has him in a wig. She thinks he's really generous and friendly. And Anna, who is a big fan of Petro's work, thinks he is one of those designers who still makes couture in Spain while others are closed or gone. Or as Petro reminds her, dead yeah. i was like wow to put way to put a damper on like uh, something I, she's trying uh, to build up here but he reveals in this moment that on his birthday he is turning 75 wow good for you man i hope it'd be that spry wow um how old is rupaul and he's not walked that much in rupaul's drag race what are you talking about didn't rupaul just do an amazing performance on episode uh, one of all star seven I learned a new word this weekend. It was narging when you pretend to vote, but you're not really doing anything. Listen, as I said on the podcast for during that recap, Rue can only do the upper half or the lower half, not at the same time. That's why you only see part of the screen. She just can't. She can't do it. She can't do it. Um, (laughs) And then it begs the question still, did RuPaul ever dance in her career or was she always just a a standstill and I've never seen her dance. Maybe when she was like in the punk emo era where like dancing yeah. was just moving around. Well, dancing is was because she was probably on a lot of cocaine. That too. That too, yeah. All right. Well, Sharon knows that heels are Petro's worst skill. So it might be a night of flats or ballet flats or espadrilles. He just has to be comfortable. And honestly, we're going to talk about that later, but that would never fly in America. Ever a lot of things that happen in España could never happen in Canada too. Could never happen in America. Like de-dragging during a lip sync. Uh huh. Yeah. Like um, we'll talk about them. We'll talk yep. about. Sharon wants them to be sisters who shit talk about each other, and Supreme reminds her to have a family resemblance. And Sharon just wants Petro to come out of him looking at the TV, saying, "This was fun. I want to do it again." Um, like, 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 if you're able at 75 to be like, yes, put me in drag again. Uh-huh. Good for you, man. Good for you. I can't. Yeah. At 75, if I am not lying on a beach, my life was wrong. <laughs> it reminds them that it is the semifinal, and they will be looking at the details. It has to be amazing. Next up, we have Benedita, and her idea is to do something simple with impact. They're going to be like mothers, not mothers like mothers. Consuelo is ready to do whatever it takes. The nails are already painted. And he jokes that he dusts the home in heels, so he's really up for anything. And I was like, yeah, I believe that. I believe I would too. Oh my God. Yeah. He has that kind of energy. Also, they painted his nails and then he put on gloves. Like that's a, <laughs> well, that's a big commitment. It's true. It's true. Anna tells Amenadita she has to mix burlesque with other elements and make sure they really work. She hopes if she can pull it off that the judges will note that she is doing everything from scratch and hope it works out for her. Not bringing anything means she really has to rely on her ideas. Now, finally, we got Marina and Federico who are joined by the judges and asked how it's like to compete with his husband. He says, when in doubt, play the widow, but it doesn't matter. He's going to lose anyway. I was like, wow, they're competitive. Um, (laughs) Let me like have a live feed of them playing Scrabble because I don't see that ending well. Or Monopoly. Oh, geez. <laughs> I get some couple therapists in this episode. Team. Now, Marina is thinking about doing two ladies who seem okay on the surface, but they're knocked around by life. And she's working with colorful wigs and color blocking. And I'm just like, another I, one. I just want to be in your brain for a second because I want to know why you have so many cobwebs. 
I don't want to be in that brain. I think I'm fine. <laughs> After watching this episode. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm good. Well, the judges part so they can get on to the tough part of the day. It is now elimination day, and the partners are going to walk in arm in arm, and it's very adorable, very, very cute. Um, not only is the tension high, the pressure to work on another person is there. Benedita joins with Marina and the hubbies to ask about being close to Consuelo's parents and how Antonia was partly taking care of them. She wants to know what it was like. And again, you want to talk about waterworks and getting emotional and like stuff he knows. This conversation, geez, it was yeah. really pretty. It was be- really beautiful. Yeah. He I says like they it. lived with his parents and it was a very normal life. Consuelo will share that his mother died at 87 and his father a year and a half later. It was tough for him, but he had Antonia. He says it was a rough time because they were hit by the crisis, and I'm not sure what crisis they were just talking about, but he lost the apartment because he couldn't pay the mortgage. They had no jobs. He had to go to France and leave them behind, but when he got back, he was able to save the apartment and had to live on his father's pension, which was a farmer's pension. He had to decide food for the family or pay the mortgage, but no matter what, they were a family. And I was like, yeah. I so know. sweet i'd be like fuck you get out i'm not helping you no okay. more he shares that they love antonia like a daughter and his father even told him to look after consuelo marina is grateful that they were willing to share the story and be open as they were trying to hold back tears it's a moment she will never forget this is why the foundation was started he said where am i going to find work at 40 something at that time, he was in his 30s. He had friends living in a little house taking care of each other, and that's how they decided this is a way to reach more people. Benedita shares that meeting them has opened her eyes to the older LGBTQ plus people who live on a day-to-day basis for the present. The hubby's kiss, it's so cute, and um, one day I'll find that kind of love. No, not only do they, do they make out too? Like, were they full on making they did. out? They, they, they really okay, did. Okay, I was like, okay, interesting. Good for them. They, they went a little further. I was like, not my my thing, but you two do. <laughs> and the camera really said, let, let me look at this real quick. Let me, yeah, they let me they sure. really did. Maybe bears in Spain are a thing. Maybe I should go visit, but nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm, I'm okay. Now it's time to get the men in drag. And for some of them, that means shaving it all off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venedita is going to get to keep a little beard for Consuelo, uh, who will be a bearded mother. I mean, the challenge is fa- strong family resemblance. Yeah. And uh, Venedita is not shaving that thing off. Which I really like. I'm, a, I'm actually a really big fan of it. It helps with the contour. You know how to do It really part. does. I, mm-hmm. I just love that there are still people being like, it's not a beard. A chin strap is a beard. It's a terrible <laughs> beard, but it's still a beard. I, I, re- Why would anyone want to ha- actively have a chin strap? It works for them and drag out of drag is definitely a choice that I would not make. If yeah. I, if and when I grow finally grow a beard. <laughs> Astrea is glad her man came prepared as it's easier for her to start putting on makeup. Sharon asks Petro how old he was when he first had his partner, and he says 18 years old. He didn't have any problems coming out. His family accepted him, and Sharon relates that to how he was able to be a successful person in life. Sharon reveals for her it was a little more difficult as her parents had a difficult mindset. She explained who she was in a natural way, thinking it would be accepted, but it took them more time to understand, and time takes patience. This is really the only backstory we've really heard about Sharon all season long. They really kept her uh, like sort of away from us really getting to know her. It's really not... interesting. Yeah. Because I, as yeah. someone who like watches all the shows, you get to, to see who the, uh, the editors are trying to manipulate you into loving. I haven't gotten that connection with Sharon yet. I respect her so much as a performer. I'm not there on an emotional level yet. Australia, I am. I'm more connected, yeah, with Australia. Do you think it's the same thing they did with Carmen? Looking back at it, I don't feel like they also they like they did that. Oh yeah. Okay, so now we get on a pattern with España. They're gonna. Oh yeah. If the results end up the way I think they're gonna end up, it's a pattern. It's definitely a pattern. Now, Supreme struts out that runway, looking pretty, classical gown, but bitch, she brunette. Progress. Yeah. Progress. We're doing it. Um, she looks so young and vibrant. Good. We got the hobbies unlocking, and bam, Alexis Mateo decked out in green. Um, and we learned that's her first time in Spain, which I'm very surprised. I figure she had already been there plenty of times. Insane. So, category is pairs, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play two for one or oh for two. 
First up is Estrella and Teresa Extravaganza. Um, the colors are pink and neon yellow. They work. They're fun. The looks, they bring the pair together, and that's about it. Teresa only has one pant leg. Estrella is doing a terrible exposed corset in silver, and with Teresa having no silver, it just pulls you out of it again. It really does. And Estrella's makeup included a robot eye, and I'm like, where is the same for Teresa? Did you not have enough time? Then you would look like a family. Yeah, she really gave the, the the robot futuristic whatever drag to herself and then just like even one of the pictures that I'm looking at, they're like just not even close to each other. They don't seem friendly. Like, yeah. The connection's really lost. Now, how would you be in a challenge like this? Are you good at painting other people? I've been practicing painting other people. Oh, um, yeah? A uh-huh. array of colors. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that I, I take them to have like four or five daughters because I, I've had friends who are like, hey, I'm doing a fundraiser. Can you paint me? And then I paint them. And then they asked me again, but not technical daughters. Um, I did once try to like match with one of my friends and I made her I made us outfits that I'm sad to say kind of look like this. So <laughs> I don't do too, I don't do too well in the aspect, but I am trying. Yeah, I I I I love watching people make people over. Um, um how would you do if 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 the challenge was you had to make over uh Frida Pulo? Frida Kulo? Oh, yeah. she finally looked gorgeous. She finally, uh-huh. looked, yeah, she finally looked like a woman. <laughs> finally. And then I will take her ass and put her in mine. Love there you, Frida. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ambrosi said he liked the chemistry they created. And for him, it was Olay. Anna says they had great synergy on stage. She liked the outfits and silhouette. But because it's the semifinals, a bodysuit and a corset falls a little short. Alexis likes the corset as it reminds her of Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and something very now and modern. She would, for them, like to change outfits because with the leg and the padding, it's hard to look at. She loves the makeup she did with Teresa as she looks spectacular. And I'm like, yeah. are we watching the same show? I thought she looked good um, compared to other others. Yeah. I unfortunately don't think it's perfect and I expect perfection yeah. at this point. So I will go 0 for 2 for them. Do you really expect perfection from... Do you really expect sort of USA perfection from España? And I had to rephrase yes and no. that question. Yes okay. and no. Because okay. we've seen it from certain people, especially oh, last yeah. season. Oh, last season, definitely. Um, but then I'm like, bring up like Poopy Poison, who like made it really far and was like a lovable yeah. character. But then Poopy has improved. Her looks now look so much better. So much better. <laughs> so much better. She's finally learned how to use a designer. Um, <laughs> yes. That was a game. <laughs> All right, so I'm going 0 for 2. Are you going 2 for 1 or 0 for 2? Two? 2 to boot. Uh, I'm going... Um, no, I think I'm going to side with you. Yeah. Audience, 30% 2 for 1, 70% 0 for 2. Did not like it. Next up, <laughs> it is Sharon and Sharin. The red sequin dress is a classic. Uh, she painted Sharin to be very old, but hey... It's Sharon, family resemblance. Um, <laughs> they're virtually in the same dress, but Sharon has made sure Sharin's is a bit more sophisticated and less sensual. I do wish Sharon wasn't uh, Sharin wasn't in blonde, but I guess I get it. They're paying homage to gentlemen prefer blondes. I understand it, but yeah, it worked. I think this is too close for me. This is this is the a big the biggest difference for me is that once a V-neck, once what do you call them, the princess princess yeah. line or whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like in other seasons, I'd be like, this is way too close. You need to do something different. Even when Monique's change had something different and then just ripped off one piece, there was like, this is way less not at all. Yeah. Calva loves the story she told with the homage to theater and musicals. Anna says there was generosity and respect with how she treated her and took her by the hand and proudly showed her off. Alexis says she just met them, but she knows who they are and where they're going. What she likes about the look is knowing her limitations and seeing Shireen in a flat heel is a limitation. And I say, fuck you. You can't do that in America. You can't do that. Put the bitch in a heel. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. They make some really good choices there. I was like, Alexis, you know better. You know better that you that would not fly on any other franchise. She would read a bitch. She would be in the she same episode. Jump on the judges' stage and said no. Yeah. Um, this was fine. It worked. It, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the. It, I'm not going to remember it in a week. No. Uh, so for that, I'll give it a two for one. But no, this for me was definitely that too. Especially like I think she went in here being like, I'm good. I yeah. I know for sure I'm definitely good because then they started touching themselves, turning green, and I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. It was a lot. Um, the audience, 74% two for one, 26% 0 for two. 
Marina and Antonia. I just can't. What is this world? Um, poor Antonia was pulled into this nightmare. I hate the wigs. The makeup Marina did on Antonia is hooker realness. They sold a story, but it's not a story that I asked for or wanted. No, no, it should have never been. My first question, did she make this or did she bring this? She brought this, right? She had to have. And that's the problem. They were just pieces. They literally are just pieces and they don't make any sense. Oh, and then you have the makeup on the collar the tights are weird and then the wig reveals to even worse wigs it's just like why yeah it was not cute i was not a fan of it but ambrosi said they were amazing anna says she <laughs> loved they chose this route a little bitchier and trashier as the kind of girls who take it too far and end up wherever they end up she sees some good and bad in the looks she likes the way she managed to bring light with the sequence but what's missing is that spark that marina does to make you go wow alexa says this is the semifinals and the details aren't so important she says looking at the makeup and look next to the other queen she sees someone not at the same level Calvo liked her tribute to the street lifestyle, which was one of the only ways for many people in the community to live. We're being very generous here. We are being very generous. Oh, for two. This was crap. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. Audience hated it. 16% two for one, 84% oh for two. And I think that 16% came from one person who just loves Dragos Espana and is not going (laughs) to ever boot that. And finally, we got Venedita and Vinagreta Von Dash. Um, she made those. What a brilliant design. They were yeah. two simple trench coats with similar graphic prints, one in color, one in black and white. I get the story. I get who Venedita is in this challenge. The idea is they are comic book writers, and I get it. The story is clear and concise. And of course, it's Venedita. Of course, they're going to reveal it to Nips. Which was a nice touch. I like that. Um... I sort of, in, in my own fancy, wish the whole thing re- revealed to like a sexy corset with a nib. Same. But, uh, Same. but I get the H, I get the respectfulness out of it, but I like it. Yeah. And Brosi says she achieved what many artists never achieve in their careers, and that's knowing what your iconic tools are the beard, the way she walks, the nipples. Anna says she nailed it. She brought him into her world, took pieces of her identity, and started from scratch. She says the makeup matches and the synergy is perfect. I guess synergy is the word of the day for Anna locking. <laughs> and Alexa says it reminded her of the first time she watched The Wizard of Oz, turning black and white to color. She also knows that Vinagreta has the highest heels on stage, higher yeah. than any of the queens. Yeah, it's like, it should be noted. You, bitch. It should be fucking uh, Two for one. This is great. Yeah, I like this one too. This audience 90 percent two for one 10 percent oh for two God. well the queens are going to head backstage to relax and it's really just tense because they don't know what's going to happen but it would make Estrella sad if she has to leave this close to the finale because she can already taste it she's had a lot of fun but based on her and marina's critiques they are the bottom two marina notes that Estrella was the only queen she knew when she came here so the situation is right even though it sucks I'm like why do you want to lipstick against someone you know that's not fun it is not fun, but you're also there for a job. That's fair. I love my friends, but if I, I mean, are, will, will you be sad if you have to lip sync against like Privilege and uh, Frida? Um, will I be sad? No, because you'll again, beat them, right? Huh? I mean, you'll beat them. <laughs> no, I love them. Well, the thing about like these this sort of competition and what I've learned from competitions, because I've lost competitions, I I've lost competitions to friends. Is like if I know my worth, if I know my talent. My money's never going to stop. One exactly. of the things did, but I still am going to be fine. One of my best friends in drag is Every Pleasure. I'm her runner up for a competition. I'm still fine. She's still great. She has a crown. I I, I don't, but my therapist says I'm going to be okay. So they're, that's all that matters. Therapy and the, our therapists that they they are the important people in our lives. There you go. Fuck yep. our friends. They're the they're they're they're, they're, <laughs> they're lying to us. <laughs> therapists. They're the truthful ones. Yes, correct. Marina knows Venedita has a ticket for the finale as she just wowed them. And Vinagreta says all four of them are amazing, but she knows who they liked on the stage. Sharon doesn't want to get too cocky, but she's also not ruling out a three-way lip sync. And I'm like, bitch, you know better. You know, know. you walked in that room. They're like, we can't do that. She's just playing it. The queens are welcome back and the decisions have been made, but it's time to get emotional again tell the viewers and the judges who you are and where you came from like this episode wasn't already emotional supreme is like i'm a glutton for ugly crying let's do it yeah they love to cry in España. they get very emotional very 
Now, Supreme shows a picture of little Fernando, and this is for Estrella. She says, what a little shit. As a kid, they're going to call you a lot of names, queer, fat, whatever, and it's going to make you small and shy, but you're going to be lucky enough to find people in the world and friends who believe in you, even when you don't. Trust in that, and in the end, everything you plant will be bear fruit, so keep planting. Keep planting, because there's nothing wrong with you, and people will see that. And she's going to say this as she's, like, getting very emotional. This is why I love Estrella, and I want her to win. Yeah. She, no, I, she's definitely one of the ones that I love a lot because we've seen her personality all around versus yeah. Sharon. We really haven't seen much of her. Um, but no, I want, I wanted her even after watching the entire episode, I wanted her to be top three. Yeah. Supreme shows a picture of little Cristobal for Sharon. She says the first thing she tell him is to not make himself small when people try to make him believe he is. She says, keeping, keep taking everything in stride. Like you have, even though we sometimes feel that life is very long when you're young, when we're kids, you're not. Treasure your memories with the people who love us. And more than anything, keep being yourself, the person he's taught to be because he's on the right path. No matter what he says, you're not wrong. Don't get waxed. Wait until they invent laser. <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> um, again, I don't know what it is. I was I didn't get an emotional attachment to Sharon here. No, it was I didn't. Very either. generic. Yes. Very yes, weird. So very that. All right. Next up is Supreme showing a picture of little Jean. She says she'd tell them to get ready to live a scandalous life and a wonderful one a little outside of the norm. She says to embrace every unique thing about them, to not ask so many questions, to live, to be free, and that they're very lucky to have the parents they do who taught them the value of love. She's here because of them, because no matter what she wanted to do in her life, they've supported her without hesitation. Don't hold back. Stand your ground a bit more when they say things to you. Don't make yourself small. Express yourself. Don't be afraid to state your opinion, and you'll get away anywhere you want. I was like, that's just all very Marina. That all makes sense. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, it was fine. And finally, Sharon shows a picture of little Borja. She says to Venedita to keep enjoying your life and to not stress over the not-so-good moments because they will make him a stronger person, and that's a good thing. Focus on the positive and follow your gut because great things will happen with great people, and your birth family is incredible, and your chosen family is wonderful, too. I still don't have an emotional attachment to Venedita either. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know this cast. The only one that I, I that I felt even more closer to was definitely Estrella. Everybody else absolutely like, which I don't know if, I, if she because she's never had like, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe she's just least close up person. But none of them have saved. None of them have put me off. In right. Sense. I mean, these motherfuckers. They know how the show works. You know, you're supposed to be vulnerable and share things you don't want to share on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Jasmine Kennedy would have been a villain this season. She would have been a villain. She knew better. She did it, and we are so proud of her. And it's amazing. Yeah, good for uh, her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now that the tears have flown, we love to have more. Dim the lights. Supreme reveals Venedita is the winner of the challenge and is automatically the first finalist in the finale. She and her partner for the night will receive a two-night stay, meals included, at Hotel Ritual um, in Toro Molinos. I don't know where that is. Oh. Sounds pretty. We'll go there sometime. Yeah. Sharon is safe and in that finale, leaving Estrella and Marina as the bottom two. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No other option. Sharon enters the finale, having never been in the bottom once this season. I know. She gave she gave out very Bianca de Rio vibes. Yeah. Um, she joins the club that includes people like my dear friend, Kitty Scott Claus, and Ella of a Day, and Farida <laughs> Kant, and Electra Bionic. Because uh, apparently that's the thing you do in these shows nowadays. Yeah. Um, just coast to the end. <laughs> Not coast. <laughs> Sharon enters. The f- um, all right. The song is El Anillo by Jennifer Lopez. I don't know this song. Oh, I love the song. I live for this yeah. song. Do you like, perform it? Uh, I've only done it once, but I love to clean my house to this song. It's yeah. a fun bop. It is, yeah. And of course, they had to have uh, Puerto Rican Queen, so that's why they had Alexa Mateo. Of course, of course. Now, Estrella decides to add a scene partner and gets a hand puppet out as Marina is just stripping. Only in Spain. <laughs> I don't know what... 
I you obviously you have to go through like an interpretation of, of like in what in span of a day and a half, maybe two days. So like, how am yeah. I going to do this song? I I would figure those that time would have been enough to say I should probably don't wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know what now, those were. It's a dance track. Neither of them are really strong dancers. Um, basically, it's a distract with what you can. Um, we do get a reveal <laughs> moment from Estrella. Uh, I did not see that one coming. I didn't see it either. I was like, good for you, bitch. Yeah. Um, but in a shocking moment, Marina will stay. And I'm gagged. I was like, this is not my fantasy. How did this happen? Because they don't want to send anybody home. They're so nice. And I think that they, they definitely were not, even if she was in the bottom, of course, they weren't going to send Estrella home. So they wanted to have right. a little bit more. Now, I, 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 had, I had heard some rumors. There had been rumors that were have been incorrect recently. So when they said Marina's safe, I was like, Oh my God, it's wrong. They were wrong again. How is this possible? How is the narrator the season out? And they're like, ah, psych. Um, <laughs> you're staying too, Australia. I was like, Whew. final four round two coming up next week. Um, yeah. I'm not mad at it. I do think it's a little unfair to Marina that like she has no chance. There's a zero percent chance Marina will win. No. And usually um, when, when these things come around, at least I'm wondering as to like, like Roxy Andrews comes to mind. Like she had no chance to win, but of her track record, but she was a really great fucking performer, great dancer, great right. all this. And this, and she's a great performer. She's a great drag queen, but up compared to the three, now looking at your picture in the back, she just, this is not there for me. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because whatever the next challenge is going to be requires four people. Cause that is definitely a thing that the show does. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's not um, pretend it's, Oh my God, we're going to save them all. <laughs> the show has requirements. Um, I, I don't know this, this, it was a little surprising to see Marina here. Cause I didn't even think she was going to get this far. I really don't know what she brought to the show that people like that. I set less didn't and Jirigi even, how did they get knocked out before Marina? No, I like Jirigi. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know what the final challenge is because we didn't get a preview for next week, which is only a reunion anyway. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I'm obviously Team Estrella and Team Sharon. Um, we'll see how that turns out. I yeah. the one thing that would have really told me in Estrella is had she done that wig reveal and then just started like wailing her head everywhere like uh, she was having an alcohol seizure. That would have I would have yeah. yeah. Now I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is the legacy of this double save? What is the legacy of this double save? I think it's going to do the same thing that um, it did with USA, which like have four people always at the top and then they yeah. lose the battle and something happens. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy I'm not that this is now set a precedent. Um, it very much, again, feels like Drag Race Holland season one where Abby, oh my God, had to be cut. Mama Queen should not have been there. And then all of a sudden, ha, you're both in the finale. And everyone's like, but yeah. why? Neither of them are going to win. Um, I feel like this was a Marina, we like you. Here you go. Yeah, which um, it very much is. And again, we'll see how the episode turns out. But I think it is moving to like two times, two two against two. And then the winner again is the winner. Yeah. Now, it appears we're getting our reunion next week again. Who are you excited to see again? Who do you miss? Uh, I don't I. Who do I? I who do I miss? I think I miss all of them the same. Whose talent do I want to see again? Um, I have to rewatch the talent episode because um, there's a big difference. I liked all of them. I didn't hate yeah. any of them. I can't wait to see what Onyx is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. That one's going to be good. Well, I ask it every week. After nine episodes, the winner of the season is? Sharon. Yeah. It's, it, it's got to be Sharon. If Sharon is a win, it'll be the biggest upset in recent memory. Yeah, um. Sure. Australia could win and it would be a little harder to justify it, but I wouldn't be mad at it. I think Australia is brilliant. Yeah. She'd have to really rock it out this next episode. I don't know what would happen in a future all-star season. Should they bring Australia back somehow? Cause I don't know if she's ever going to have the polish. <laughs> could you imagine her being in an all winter season and then just coming in and like seeing Bob, the dragon or Shea Kool-Aid standing in front of her like, Oh, it would be good TV. I will promise you that it will be good TV. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. But Sharon, it, may, like, it makes sense. Like you put Sharon and Karma Farala together, put them on tour. To, it makes sense. It's a good show. You're going to get beauty. You're going to get humor and beautiful drag. 
Yes. Estrella, you're not going to get that beautiful drag unless you, unless, <laughs> unless you do a miracle. Um, but that's okay. That's why there's so many types of drag. And that's yep. why we love drag so much. She's um, going to be fine. She's going to be really She's good. totally going to be fine. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's Sharon. I'm not sad, but Estrella, you've won my heart. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Miss Congeniality. There you go. We called there it. There it is. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Uh, you can find me at Instagram at underscore mariconcarne. Um, you can find me on Venmo at mariconcarne. And I have a busy Pride month. I'll be in New York at the for New York Pride. Amazing. And then I'll be performing at Capital Pride this year for my first time. Um, so it's been a year, full year since I really started doing drag. And so I'm excited to visit the places that I performed first in New York and then come back and keep doing DC. So it's going to be a really good summer. Yeah, we we love DC drag on this podcast. I know. (laughs) Well, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Medicone for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at davidthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs> <laughs>